0: You've tuned in to another episode of the Wellness Couch 3ABR, 87.6 FM, where science meets ancient wisdom. It's a little bit different tonight. I'm on my own due to the protocols. Um, So I'll be running around the studio like a crazy little bee. Now, we're bringing you five very different individuals from various age groups and backgrounds to tell their own stories of life in lockdown. So it's been very difficult for um, a lot of people. But we've got five individuals. They're going to have 10 minutes each. So um, as the Victorian and Melbourne restrictions do ease, there's a sigh of relief, a sigh of breath and hallelujah in the air. And this is their stories in lockdown. you there? Hi, Katarina, yeah, how are you? Okay, our first one for the night, our first guest tonight is Lourdes Anne, and she's a mum of four, and uh, you're business owner in Point Cook in Living Prospect Real Estate. Yep,
1: yeah, that's correct. Okay,
0: so let's tell your story. How'd you go in lockdown?
1: Oh, look, it's been really tough. Um, probably the hardest is not knowing, you know, what's going on, and we are just kind of been working day by day, and... Um, I suppose yeah, being a mum of four, that was really difficult with homeschooling and trying to keep the kids entertained. Um, and I think yeah, for us, definitely the not knowing and just waiting every day to see what's coming out new—that's the hard bit. Yes,
0: yeah, so it was obviously tough for you because I mean you're a mum of four too, of various yeah. ages. Yeah, how was that homeschooling? Because yeah. it was a bit different from uh, in regional Victoria. You've had yeah. uh, quite a lockdown.
1: We have. We've had a really long lockdown, um, and you're right, very varying of ages for the kids. So, my eldest is 20. Um, he's an apprentice plumber. So, to be honest, he worked most of the time, um, but then he had to do all his schooling remotely from home. Um, then, I've got a 18 year old who's doing year 12 at the moment, oh, but dear. that was really tough for him. Um, yeah, I can't even explain the added pressure, so I really feel for those kids.
0: What was the roller coaster um, like? Obviously, I mean, doing Year 12.
1: Yeah. Look, I just find, you know, I think Year 12 is the year re- you really need direction and you really need to be able to have that extra support, and it just wasn't there, yeah? Like um, friendships and the important stuff. For the, I suppose the very last year of high school, and they really didn't get to enjoy it. Um, and then not just the social aspect, but obviously the academic side of things. Um, it's going to make a real big, big difference on the end result, I think.
0: Yeah, because it's one of those years you really need a lot of mental and emotional support, I guess. Uh, you really need yes. to be in close contact with your teachers. Yeah, yeah. I totally and I agree. think
1: especially, you know, we're always talking about mental health, but these kids really went through it the hard way. And with all the pressure of just doing year 12 and then having all this added you know, stress, I I think a lot of them have really suffered. So, like I said, I really feel sorry for these kids.
0: Yeah. Now, Lordez, you're also a business owner in Point Cook of Real Estate. How did that actually affect um, having COVID lockdown? How did it affect your business?
1: Um, Well, we ended up doing a complete shutdown. So it really affected our business quite um, significantly. I think initially when we had the very first lockdown, people were just like, oh, yeah, we can still manage and we can still do things. Um, and we were still doing private inspections at that stage. But then when stage four hit and we weren't allowed to do anything, that's been very hard. Um, because the people we have on the market that are selling are definitely not people that are just testing the market. No. They have a reason to sell. They, you know, a lot of them are in financial stress um a lot of them you know want to make a move it's not just oh let's see if I get the price um, they actually genuinely need to move so telling them that look I'm sorry we can't do anything for you was really really hard and even just trying to nurture them I felt like I became almost like a counselor because wow. you know you're just hearing their stories and you're trying to work through through the whole process and everyone's got a story to tell they it's, do it's been really tough yeah Yeah.
0: now you're quite well renowned in the uh, real estate business too you've been in it for quite a long time you've got quite an amount of staff too how did you keep them on with job keeper what, what was the deal there Yeah,
1: so um, the initial job people we were fortunate enough to be part of, um, so that was really good. So I have been in the industry for 25 years. And
0: And you're amazing at it.
1: (laughs) Thank you, thank you. And um, look, it was just a way where I could just hold on to the staff. Um, We would do daily uh, Zoom meetings. I'd do one-to-one because I was really actually really worried about their well-being as well. Um, Yeah, I was going to say...
0: What was their mental health like?
1: Well, this is it. Real estate is such an industry where we're Mm. always in people's faces. Yeah, it's very sociable. Yeah, engaging, and it's very social. And all of a sudden, you've been cut off. Um, And yeah, look, my girls definitely struggled. um, And my sales consultants struggled. My property managers struggled. Admins struggled. Like, we were trying to be united, but that separation really killed us. so even now, to be honest, we're still trying to recover from that because we haven't gone back full time, um, and we're only allowed in the office to do things that we can't do at home. So, so you what know, are, things like scanning and so fighting. you're in Melbourne, yeah.
0: You're in Melbourne. So what are your protocols yeah. now? What, what are you going through with your business now?
1: Yeah. So now we've actually been cut off, job keeper altogether which um, has really given me a very big dint. I'm actually paying the staff out of my personal savings just to keep them. Wow. Um, But they're good staff, yeah, and I don't want to lose them. um, And I know we will recover, but in the meantime, yeah, like I'm trying to pull it all together um, to be able to, you know, give them a wage and give them security, which is what they need as well. Um, And because now, yeah, the stage two of JobKeeper is based on your um, quarterly income. For us, as real estate agents, we almost work three months. Well, we get paid three months after the sale. So July, August for us, we were still getting an income. Um, And then September, everything stopped. So the government doesn't see that. Like, we haven't earned anything since September. gee, yeah. Yeah. That is
0: yeah. so
1: tough. But I think, you know, like financially, like I said, I'm happy to use my savings because I've got great staff and I want to keep them on and I want them to have that security. Um, but emotionally, it's been it's been really hard, very, very hard. And, you know, you've got to keep it together, especially as a leader. You've got to be strong so that, your, you know, your staff feel that they have, um, you know, the security and the backing that they need.
0: Yeah, and now, look, I'm talking to one real resilient um, female, I know, with um, your history, (laughs) what you've gone through. You're also in uh, business networking. How are the other businesses coping around you?
1: Yeah, so I'm involved in a lot of business networking. I'm very big in community um, and community support. For me, to be honest, that's probably what's made my business so successful that I have that community support because I'm very big on giving back. Um, But, yeah, everyone I talk to, everyone's in the same boat, yeah? Like, we've been living day to day just hanging on to the tip of our fingers to try and make this work.
0: Gee. And and so what are the shop fronts looking like? I mean, it's been about seven months since I've been able to even head down that way. What's the uh, streets looking like, the shop fronts?
1: Um, Look, they've been very, very quiet. I've got lots of, you know, four lease um, signs up on on properties and um, I suppose empty shops now. Uh, there's been a lot of people that unfortunately have had to close the doors, and that that breaks my heart because oh I know how hard you know even yeah. just wanting to have a business. That you know initial step is so difficult.
0: Yeah, and the first three years are normally quite difficult. Yeah, like COVID
1: happened. Yeah, oh dear. yeah.
0: What about uh, leasing, renting? How, how has that been affected?
1: Yeah, so you know how I said earlier, I had to be a social worker. For yeah. My staff. Yep. I think for tenants, it was huge. Um, I've had, unfortunately, tenants that have taken their own lives um, oh, that dear. I've had to deal with. Yeah, it's been, it's been very, very sad. Um, tenants that we've had to, you know, put on financial plans, um, speak to landlords who have had to try and talk to their banks to, you know, um, put a hold on their uh, bank loan so that they can get the relief, so that we can pass that relief on to the tenants. But there's a lot of back-end stuff that no one sees, you know, like it's, it's so much hard work. And even just the applications to try and get rent relief, it's so tedious and so difficult that I had tenants that say, I'm going to give up. And I'm like, no, let's do it. Let's go through the process together. Right. Yeah. So it's been a difficult. We've done lots of rent reductions um, just to help people get through it.
0: Alrighty. Thank you so much for letting us into your life and what's going on. I've just got the next caller on the line. Thank you so much, darling. Hope to see you soon. Thanks for the opportunity. Okay. Thanks, darling. Bye-bye. Angela.
2: Angela.
0: Speaking. How are you going? How are you?
2: I'm I'm good. How are
0: you? Good. Thank you. Now, just let me introduce it just slightly. So you've got a background in nursing and and you're a psych student at the moment. You're a mum of two also. So What has life? Three, actually. Sorry, darling. Did I miss out there somewhere? (laughs) (laughs) I need my eyesight checked. (laughs) Okay. So, um, what has life in lockdown been for you, from your perspective?
2: Oh my gosh, where do you start? Yes, exactly. (laughs) I guess the main thing is it just was so full of ups and downs. Like, you know, one minute you'd be feeling like um, you've got this and you can handle this, and and then all these other little things get introduced, like, you know, the kids' homeschooling um, and, you know, constantly cooking for the kids all the time. So what was homeschooling
0: um, like for you? Because it's obviously different for everyone.
2: Well, I've got two teenagers at high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were pretty self-sufficient. So they they yeah. were pretty good, actually. Um, so I was able to just sort of check in every now and then. But, you know, I so you've still got to do the cooking and everything like that for them um, so they 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 actually adjusted really well, I must say the kids, and they do so much online now anyway, um, but it's just you know the fact that they're in their room all day, you know studying and 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 um, doing everything tests and you know, over Zoom, so they're not you all know, online. Zoom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, unfortunately,
0: Melbourne was a little different from uh, regional. Like we had packs as well, so we weren't consistently on online. But uh, I know Melbourne was, and they had a lot of classes online too, consi- consistently throughout the day. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, all of them for us. Yeah, absolutely all of them, and just just no interaction. Like I, I said to my boys tonight, I said, oh, what do you think the hardest thing was?" Um, and and the main thing was their friends, not seeing their friends. You oh, know, as, socially, as human yeah. Has human beings, you know, and you know, I've got a fifteen-year-old who, you know, what do teenagers want to do? They they actually want to um, see their friends and be social and rebel a little. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, well, connections
0: and, very freedom. important. Yeah, connections very yeah. important at that age, isn't it? Particularly very, being in Melbourne. Yeah,
2: very important. Like the freedom was probably the biggest thing I'd say. Like just that you know, and, and, you know, getting down to that five-kilometre radius. What was that
0: like? That was absolutely crazy. What was that like for you?
2: It was very bizarre, actually, because, you know, I, you know, I only live 10 minutes from Altona Beach, and that's my sort of saving grace, I suppose. Um, and, you know, I, I actually separated just before lockdown. So you, you're a bit um, of so a squeeze, my... aren't
0: you? Yeah, emotionally yeah. <laughs> you were feeling the squeeze already. Yeah,
2: look, I... It, came, it, it, it was like a really, really good timing for me to not have to put myself out there in the world, but really bad timing for me because I didn't have any of that support. Like I at, my parents support, were in yeah. Ballarat, regional yeah. Victoria, my my friends and family, my, you know, I've got a few close girlfriends where I live. Thank
0: you goodness. do? Yeah.
2: Um, and they have been absolute godsend for me, like, honestly. Um, so, what I'll was happening? Were you and... Zooming?
0: Were you Zooming? Or were you on the phone? What was happening because of that <laughs> okay. la- lack of social contact?
2: <laughs> I'm not a huge Zoom person. So, I understand some people were so good. And there's, there's an app called House Party that we all, yes. uh, a lot of people would have got on that. Um, and that was, that was quite good. So, for, I had a lot of, a really big, close group of girlfriends that all lived on the other side of the city, though, for me. Mm-hmm. And they all, four, of, four out of five of them turned 50 in lockdown, Oh are these huge celebrations that we just didn't get to, you know, um, celebrate together, and we just like hugging each other, you know, <laughs> 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 we just, we just love, you know, hugging and, you know, clinking champagne glasses and, you know, all those things, and over Zoom, it's just not the same. It's is not,
0: it? is it? No, no definitely it's not. Just,
2: it's just really not, but, um... Yeah. So, so how do you feel now
0: that you're coming out of lockdown that uh, it's increased to, what, 25Ks that you can yes, move so out to?
2: 25 K. So I'm going for my uh, B12, which is fantastic. I went this morning, actually. So what's the atmosphere
0: uh, like out there now that, uh, you know, there, there is a little bit of, of movement going around?
2: You know what? I've got to say, and I felt this very much as well, the first couple of days after the announcement, because it was sort of that it's Going to be announced, and then it was like, Oh, maybe it's not going to be announced. Yeah, actually, it was been, just this yeah. feeling of beyond frustration for everybody that I know. Um, but then when it did get announced, I gotta tell you, we a lot of people, um, and myself included, had this quite a, a, a bit of anxiety, yeah. Going like, out, yeah. You're so used to living in your little bubble, and you know, just you know, I was looking after the kids and doing all this, and but now like they're out again, they're at school, but it's. Around like COVID, still around, however, not really because there's sort of zero cases or two cases. But we've still got all these quite stringent things in place. Like mm. the shops are, you know, it's very um, what are they Do like? yeah. you, you have to sign in everywhere? I've only been to one one place to get school uniform because that's another thing. All the kids are going to have their school uniforms. Does that it become a deterrent
0: in. to you that you have to, you know, sign in everywhere and you know. <laughs> You're being traced. Not everyone. for me personally. Oh, okay. Not
2: for me personally. But I think just the interaction and everyone still wearing masks. You know, you really yep. miss that people smiling at people yeah. and saying hello, and you know that still that human interaction it's still not there a little bit. But um, but I today is probably a bit better day, and the weather was a bit better in Melbourne too. So probably quite a few people felt like that. I'd say too today.
0: Yeah, so you're um, seeing a lot more people little... at the beach and Pardon? you're seeing a lot more people attend the beach and the parks?
2: Definitely, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people at the beaches. Oh, there was always a heap of people walking, but of course when it was only the once a day, it was less, but with it twice a day, um, you'd just always see people out walking, just always, and, you know, you can tell they're just going from their walk from their house and everything, but... um Yeah, it's just been a a very funny old time, hasn't
0: it? (laughs) Yeah. Did you find the kids, um, like you said, uh, you had to, the rigmarole of, of doing everything again, did you find that the children showed a little bit of anxiety going back to school, you know, retracing back to those social, educational things they had to do?
2: Yeah, look, to certainly my little one, and look, I was homeschooling an eight-year-old. I was saying how my teenagers were very good, but I was at homeschooling my eight-year-old. So he's, you know, he's not much interested in riding in school at the best of times. So <laughs> he just goes to school to be social. So, you know, he he was, he, he took a long time to get used to sort of doing it one-on-one, but we got there, but I was not anal at all with the schoolwork. Some people were, I know, but I was not. Um, but going back to school, he's, He's certainly adjusting, but it's probably him as an individual a little bit more. He's a bit he he likes one on one more than groups anyway. So, oh, yeah. but definitely a bit
0: of anxiety there. Definitely. So a bit of uh, behaviour modulation that you've noticed as well, haven't you? A lot of people have yeah. noticed that the kids going back to school that their behaviour is just a little bit introverted.
2: Yeah. Or well, there's anxiety I, issues. Yeah. Yeah, certainly my friends have said their kids were uh, quite a bit worked up a couple of days before school, especially sort of that younger high school um, and older primary, I think, which is interesting. Um, But yeah, no, um, my kids are pretty resilient, but it's been a challenging time, big time.
0: It's like learning all our social etiquettes all again, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it really is it, it is really like that it that's a very good way to put it actually did you find yeah. um,
0: people started phoning you more though than you know you know because I mean we became a tech society at you know, text or zoom yeah. or, or whatever did you find that people were actually starting to phone you and starting to communicate in different ways
2: um, look i'm a, I'm pretty I'm a person who'll get on the phone and sort of ring people if I need to ring people anyway um, and and in fact Yes, sometimes, but in, in fact, sometimes the opposite. Sometimes I'd go a whole day without speaking to someone, which isn't healthy and isn't good. Um, just because I was feeling like having a down day or having a day that was I was feeling um, a bit anxious, I suppose, myself, or a bit like removed. I guess you have to yeah. feel removed yeah. in a way.
0: Yeah, that contact um, that you normally have because you're quite sociable, you're quite a gregarious, yeah. beautiful person, and and then yeah, to have that taken away from you, yeah. um, did it did it leave you in the you know depths of darkness?
2: Oh, look, because of my separation as well. I mean, I you know I've had some some really pretty full on dark days. Yeah, I and if you had spoken to me two days ago when I was just you know as I said feeling anxious about going back out into the world. Mm. you you would have been talking to a pretty different person actually but just today I've started to get my head around sort of getting back out there and a bit it's a bit more normal routine now um and another kid's been back two weeks as well um two of my three so but the other one just went back this week um so yeah it's um
0: yeah I don't know (laughs) Certainly, uh, yeah. Okay, darling. Uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on and, and letting us know about your story, of life in lockdown. Thank you. No worries. All right. Talk to you soon. Thanks, well, see you darling. Soon. All right, Bye. Bye-bye. Nick, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Okay, Nick Dambou. So, uh, Nick's no um, stranger. He's actually um, he's an influencer and he's been by Apollo Bay before on a road trip. Love, peace, and harmony. So, how are you going, Nick? How's your life oh, been in lockdown?
3: I've been very blessed, to be honest with you. When, we, um, when we, we, if the lockdown first came in, we were in Tasmania for 10 days, but, but we got stuck there for three months. We couldn't get, we couldn't get back. There was no flights. Uh, but we didn't, we refused to lock down. So um, we just did everything that we would have done normally. Uh, we ended up having to get the boat, the boat back to the mainland. I was going to say, where how, we're now. Yeah,
0: how different was it in Tasmania? Tasmania,
3: that, that was, you know, when it first started off, you were seeing a lot of masks and things like that. You know what I mean? So, uh, but then when we got back to the mainland, because it's quite, it's really quiet anyway, Tasmania, where we were, it was like a country town. It was, it was pretty, pretty quiet. And when we got back to the mainland, we went to Nelson Bay. Oh, and beautiful. there was Kate... That, It is beautiful. There was a case in Nelson Bay, and that was a bit of an eye-opener because that's all it was. It was a case, and nobody knew the guy. Uh, Nothing happened to the guy, and that was a bit of an eye-opener just to see. It probably went up to about 90% of the people wearing masks in the supermarket.
0: Interesting, yeah.
3: And I never wore a mask. I never will wear a mask. Um, But it was just fascinating just to be able to see how people respond to information that when they're afraid. Yeah. You
0: know? Now Nelson Bay is one of those that have population probably above fifty five at least. The majority of the people, yeah. like I'd say eighty percent would be probably above. Yeah, yeah fifty five. Yeah. So um with the narrative that they were spilling out that uh yeah. it does affect the elderly, though they, they were probably being quite cautious as well.
3: It's true, but I mean and, and again with the elderly, you know I'm not used to watching the news because I haven't watched it for no, so long. And no. I, 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 I did some work in someone's house and I was there for about four hours. And four hours, they just had the news on repeat. And to, hit, wow. to hear it again, yeah. it was like, you know, when they went to the sport, they spoke about COVID. When they went to the weather, they spoke about COVID. Yeah. It was just COVID. It's just programming. So it's, you know, it's just, Help me be a bit more compassionate, because if that's what you're watching all day, then that's the world you're living in, you
0: know? Yeah, it's a lot of propaganda they're putting out there. You know, I'm, I'm just waiting for the mainstream media to actually die of COVID, as in the media it's, outlets, it's you coming. know? It's
3: <laughs> coming. That'll be the best uh, the, the best case, yes, I think. But, um, I mean, where I am now, which is northern New South Wales, I'm not there anymore. Fantastic. Very blessed where we are because you, you wouldn't even know anything about it. Everyone's business is thriving. Northern, um, where
0: are you? Northern New South Wales. How beautiful. I think I know where you are. Ba-
3: yep, Yep. The Byron ba- the Shire. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, no one wears masks. I mean, I, I saw a woman in a mask the other day and it was literally a, a shock. <laughs> it was the first mask I've seen since I've been up here. So uh, we're very blessed. But, you know, my family, on the other hand, they're in, in Liverpool, in the UK. They've just gone to full lockdown, so...
0: A second lockdown, still, isn't it?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm still, I'm still, a, you know, speaking to people on a daily basis who are really suffering. Canadians as well, and obviously Victorians.
0: Yeah, um, and what about communications? How has it changed for you? Look, honestly,
3: I, 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 I just don't try and. It's interesting where I'm at right now, to be honest with you, because the people who, people who I speak to are generally on board with the same yeah. outlook as me. They don't normally and, follow and don't, the
0: narrative. Yes, yes. So how are you coping follow, with that?
3: Yeah, it's going good. It's going good. But another thing is as well is people who were buying the narrative, who are my friends, who 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 had a go at me yeah. for, for going against it in the beginning. Oh, so they've had a go at it, you
0: from having a different some of my yeah, perspective. Is, some of my
3: friends, which is okay. But what? been interesting is the more they drag this out, the more people who were buying into it are buying out of it. Mm. I mean, it's Mm. like more people now are just saying, you know what, Nick, something stinks here. This doesn't make sense. So that's a good thing. I mean, I see a lot of memes where people are saying 2020's been a crazy year, the worst year ever. With all due respect, and I think we're in in a real crossroads now where whether we we move into a, a, a better, World or, or, or a worse one, but for 2020, it's it's been one of the best years yet. Because tell me why I, I've have seen people wake up to things I've been aware of for 10 years that I never thought would be out there. So you know, you talk about I did the video two years ago in 2018, mm-hmm. saying how 2020. A lot of people are talking about 2020 because it's a big collective fractal. Um, uh, a big envi- the, the, the environment set for a huge change. Now, obviously, the negative forces on the planet are trying to create more suffering in this time. But I just think it's backfiring on them, and I'm seeing it. More and more people are just aware of what the uh, the one percent get up to. It's amazing so I that think a- that's been a blessing. It's
0: amazing. It falls in the year of the rat. And it's uh twenty twenty vision that we're going through this year, isn't it, really? So it's perfect vision that uh we look beyond the veil and the narrative that we normally uh you know, um uh that we normally follow as well. It's you interesting.
3: I don't think I don't think you can deny that. I don't think people can deny that. Like some of my friends that have contacted me and they're now saying this is a load of BS and blah blah blah. I actually try and calm them down and say what changed for you? Like, and then they, you know, they'll give their, you know, well, you know, if you didn't watch the news, you wouldn't know what was going on, you know, this, that, and the other. They know people who've had it, and then it, they just, it was just like the flu. All these different stories, but just listening to people share how they made such a one eighty. It's it's undeniable that this is twenty twenty at the time of twenty twenty vision. We can't deny that people are seeing through all of the lies. And once you see it, once you see the symbolism, once you see the agenda unfolding, you can't not see it. You know, uh, you know, David Icke and people like that have been predicting, predicting events for 30 years. I've only known about this for 10 years. But I've been predicting things. I called, (laughs) (laughs) I I called this at the beginning. And I, that's when I got a lot of criticism because at the very beginning, if you remember, people were dropping dead in China. Yeah, yeah. They were showing mm-hmm. videos of the yeah. hospitals overrun and everything. And and I still was saying then, I said, this isn't what we're being told. You know, fast forward uh, eight months, and it, it, people are now seeing it for what it is. But once you see it, once you take that, you know, the you can't go back. <laughs> you can't yeah. not see
0: it. Yeah, it's just... Um it's unfortunate that uh, there's a lot of division, though, in, within the community. You know, you've got a different perspective and people all of a sudden turn on each other. You know, I mean, it, it's fine to have a different perspective. And even I have people um, around me or surrounding me that have different perspectives and that can expand me and open me up too. But um, I don't like the division that's, um, that it's been creating.
3: I think that's where we have to live, the teaching, because it, I don't think we should be defending our point. You know, I don't think we should be saying that we're right and they're wrong. Just give people time. Mm. But the thing is, if someone was to look at my life, for example, I'm happy. My family are happy. We're not afraid. We're not walking around in masks. We're breathing in the fresh air. We're going about our day. Now, I don't have to tell anybody that, but if somebody's watching, you never know who's watching you. You (laughs) You know, I think the penny drops for a lot of people where they think, you know, maybe... I can take my mask off, <laughs> so I think we just all have to live the example and just be kind to one another. I was going children. to say,
0: Nick, um, because you you have quite a compassionate and calming presence about you. How, w- what future do you see for us all? I see a good
3: one. I mean, I, I have to, because we all manifest, you know, whether whether we we know it or not, we're always manifesting. So. I always see a brighter future. I meditate every day. I put all my love into the field for all beings. It's not, I don't, I don't uh, send all my love to the good people in the world and not to the bad people. It's for all beings. And, uh, you know, I think the Buddhist analogy is if you're just a boat getting washed around at sea, that you're just a boat at sea. But if you've got a, a spiritual practice, which is like an anchor, it doesn't matter what's going on around you. You have that whether it's just one conscious to pull you back, create the space so you can see the full picture and you don't react. You, you can respond to situations in a compassionate way. And I think we, if we all did that and we taught our kids that, we'd live in a different world.
0: Most definitely. So how are you coping with all this then? You've got some certain Pray. practices. Tell me about the practices, how are you coping with um, lockdown?
3: Well, as I said, I've, I've, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm praying for the world, but it's not, I'm not in lockdown. I'm not in lockdown at all. I'm, uh, I, I go about my day as normal. But my morning is, I spend the first hour to two hours in meditation where I consciously send good intentions and love to all beings. So when the first, uh, so you
0: actually meditate for an hour or two?
3: Absolutely brilliant. Every, yeah, Every morning, yeah. <laughs> every morning, 5 a.m. till 7 a.m.
0: Was it hard for you to start practicing for that long?
3: Um. It's very different when you talk about practice because my first meditation was trying to quiet the mind. And for someone like me who's got a busy mind even now, that was hard work for me. But when I got introduced to a different type of practice in the beginning where uh, there's more of an intention rather than just trying to stop the mind from doing what it naturally does, you actually give the mind an intention to um, chant a mantra or give an intention that all beings join as one. Then I just saw it as a service. You see, so if I chant for two hours a day, and I dedicate that two hours to all sentient beings this everywhere. Is
4: beautiful.
0: Thank you for that work that you do.
3: It's 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 more of a service, to, and I've I've met people who have who have taught my meditation classes who've said that that simple practice helps them so much purely because they feel so helpless in the world. They feel like there's nothing they can do. But when you understand how the field works, how our heart space and our intentions work, you understand that doing 15 minutes a day is huge. It's a, it makes a big difference.
0: Well, studies have shown that uh, it affects the brain heart coherence and it also affects the human resonance. So we, You've had lots of big groups, large groups um, collectively meditating and it has shown scientifically that the human resonance, which is around the earth, is actually affected
3: There's been over 22 peer-reviewed scientific Mm. studies that have shown Mm. that on average, uh, collective meditations, on average, lower violence, crime, emergency room visits, and uh, so on, by greater than 70%.
0: Just amazing.
3: It is amazing. And if people understood that, we were taught it at schools, which I believe it will be one day. That'll be a daily part of, 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 of education, and we can make it change very rapidly. But I think 2020 has been a big year for everyone to just see through the lies. I think 2021 is going to be more peaceful. It's going to have a very different feel to it.
0: Well, I hope you're right. I really do hope you're right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, what's uh, Byron like at the moment? Everyone's proud. What, yeah, what's it feel like uh, just being around in the street?
3: It feels, it feels great. I'm serious. It, it, it's got a, for me, it's got a feeling of people not watching the news. That's what it feels like. It doesn't necessarily have a feel that people are doing spiritual practice. It just, because if anyone who's listening to this who's still watching the news, just as an experiment, I suggest you have 10 days no news, no social media, and no uh, reading any news or any trash magazines. You will your life will change.
0: Yeah, well, the biochemicals, you know, like um, the fight flight response is absolutely amazing. What it can do to people, you know, like their cognitive. Um, uh, oh, sorry, I thought we were getting another call in. Um, all right, Nick, I'll just have to leave it there. Sorry about that, but thank you so much for coming on and uh, much love to Bo and Dan. Thank you for Any, so much for coming on.
3: Anytime. Thank yes, you. Anytime. Okay, much Nick. love to the family. Take
4: care. Bye-bye. Bye. Michaela. Hello.
0: Hello. How are you? How are you going?
4: Yeah, I'm well. How are you? All right, so
0: I've got Michaela McCann. She's a mum of two and uh, owner of Whole Foods Cafe Icaro. Icaro. At and outweigh retreats on the phone. So how's lockdown been for you?
4: Well, it's been an interesting journey. Um, I guess the biggest thing is it's taught me just to take things in my stride and not get stressed or worried about things that might not happen. And um, it's really forced me to spend a lot of time going within and evaluating all of the things in my life that are really important to me and then that, letting the things that are not so important just fall away, which has been
0: lovely. Yeah, well, you're one hell of a beautiful person because I know that you've had lots of triggers um, in lockdown, and uh, this is your outcome, so absolutely amazing. Um, as a business owner, how has it affected your cafe? I mean, you've got one of the most beautiful cafes in, in um, Apollo Bay. How has it affected you? Yeah,
4: oh, it's definitely been slow, and it's definitely been sort of hard to navigate. I guess we were lucky in a way that lockdown sort of happened, you know, in March after we'd sure, a busy summer, which kind of put us in a position to just try and navigate the winter as best we could. But trade was certainly um, very slow and that was really difficult. Um, and, you know, it, it has continued to be slow. I guess the local community have been amazing in trying to support us as much as they could but at the end of the day there's just not enough people here to make it viable so we've just tried to stay open um, and we have we've gotten through it all which has been really lucky but we've also had lots of other hurdles along the way like you know as a business owner it's probably been really tricky for me because we've got staff that have had medical exemptions and things and haven't been able to adhere to some of the mask-wearing rules. And that's probably been the trickiest thing, you know, wanting to, you know, do the right thing and be responsible and, you know, show the community that we're, we're doing everything we can to minimise the spread of the virus, but also just that perception coming from outside. Um, that's been really tricky and disappointing, it's, you know, we've copped a little bit of slack from from some people. Yeah, we've just tried to do our absolute best to to do the best we can, and I'm really
0: proud of the staff. Amazing family of staff, and you employ quite a few from from the town. So well done, fantastic effort. Um, has it been yeah, eye opening yeah, for you yeah. to to see how some people actually behave? How their behaviour has been modulated? You know, by by fear, I guess. I mean, they're the triggers for them. You know, that there's big fears for certain people. Um, uh, I don't know, maybe a lack of awareness and, and they're, they're reacting from a from a period of fear. You know, rightly so or, or, or not, but um, they're still reacting in a certain way. Has that been, um, has that given you a level of awareness, a different perspective?
4: Yeah, I guess there's been a lot of that and, you know, everybody's got their own story, everybody's got their own set of beliefs, everybody's got their own, um, I guess, preconceived ideas or, or conditionings around um, what's been happening. And, you know, it has been tricky to sort of see, um, you know, some people clearly acting out of fear or
3: um, yeah.
4: without, you know, having full knowledge or full awareness of the situation. And I guess um, for me, that's been the hardest thing. But at the same time, I guess just really honouring and respecting everybody does have their own opinion. Their own story, oh, most their definitely, own journey yeah, through it all, yeah.
0: and their own reality, and obviously. Send, yeah,
4: yeah, and just trying to send as much love back, and and do you know, just focus on on yourself really. That's been the biggest thing. Just like focusing on what you can do, and um, yeah, and and not trying to worry about what's happening around you.
0: Well, an amazing attitude, and I know that's actually reflected in the food too that you have at Igaro. Um um. So yeah. yeah so that frequency of food is fantastic. Most definitely. How's the retreats been affected?
4: Oh, uh, same same deal. You know, with the travel restrictions in Melbourne. Um, you know, first lockdown, we still sort of saw people trickling through. Lots of people um, who were homeschooling their children. You know, trying to do it in a more nature based environment and trying to get away from, you know, apartment living in the city where it was just really difficult to actually do that in a in a conductive way. So we had a bit of that happening and, you know, that sort of kept things ticking along. But um, then we've obviously had this next round of really hard lockdowns. So because that happened, there's really been nobody coming to the region. It's really been um, totally you know, we had to close everything essentially. Um, and we're just starting to see things pick up now now that regional um, has Victoria, been allowed yeah. to come back. Yeah. Although um, it's been quieter than we sort of expected it to be. And oh, has it? hopefully yep. it's not isn't it? Yeah, we had like a couple of busy weeks over the school holidays where people were obviously, you know, taking that last bit of time to, to get out before school term started again.
0: And it's Melbourne so Cup after weekend
4: this yeah, one so what's it looking thing, like yeah
0: what's that looking um, like
4: it's it's looking I guess busier than the last few weekends but certainly not anywhere near as busy as it would normally be couple weekends you know with the regional people coming into town there's only so many people and not all of the accommodations booked at this stage so I'm hoping we get a few last minute bookings but. I think, um, you know, from mid November onwards when Melbourne's allowed to come back, I think it's going to be very busy in town. It'd be great to welcome them it'll back, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it would be so lovely. Now,
0: this road is so beautiful 243 kilometres of amazing um, natural beauty, you know, from the ocean to the forest. So there's some amazing jewels in between to explore. If if it's one place you go um, now that lockdown has been lifted, you know, it's a great ocean road, obviously. Um, great place to explore. Yeah.
4: So and find people.
0: yourself, really, it really is, 243k, so um, a great place to um make a mini holiday for you all. Uh, what about the kids? You've got two gorgeous children.
4: How I do very, they cope? I'm very blessed to have two gorgeous children. There's been, they've been really lucky, I guess. We're sort of tucked in the rainforest where we live, so for them we've just been trying to make sure that they sort of carry on as normally as they can be. They don't quite understand why, you know, at the beginning all the playgrounds were closed and, you know, we'd drive down the main street and they'd look out the windows and say, Shut, shut, shut every time we'd go past the shop and when things opened up again they were so excited. How <laughs> difficult <laughs> is sort that? Of the yeah. little things that they notice. Yeah. But um you know, in the scheme of things we've just spent a lot of time outside. Like that's all we've been doing. Just lots of gardening and connecting and being in nature, and yeah, I think the beautiful it's mum that you being, are,
0: yeah, yeah, really
4: beautiful for all of us. We've sort of all been forced to do
0: that. Yeah. Now this um, is the first generation that uh, will actually be affected by lockdown, um, with the children not being able to socialise at at kindergartens or you know preschools. Um, it's probably the longest period that they've been away from the social interaction.
4: Yeah. The biggest thing that hit me is I remember at one point. We um, we had to go out to Warren Ponds, and I was in a was in a shop, and my um, littlest one, Oka, he um, was a, you know on one side of the glass interacting with a little baby in a pan, oh, and a car and laughing adorable. and smiling at each other. And when I um, walked out of the store, the mother was in tears, and she just said to me, "Thank you so much mm. for allowing your son to interact with my daughter." You know, she's been born and she's been stuck in the house the whole mm. time and he's the first child that she's interacted with and she was six months old. Oh I'm feeling for and the that, new
0: mums yeah because they need that yeah, support that really and that yeah me because I, they do.
4: Yeah I here we've had the cafe and we've had the property and the boys have sort of you know seen people right through it all but um, for some people it hasn't been like that and and they haven't yeah, had the family really support. Yeah,
0: you know, and yeah, if you exactly. think that women get, can get um, postnatal depression as well, and they normally depend on uh, family support or support from the family to actually help them around the house or, you know, to mind the children, um, there's been none of that for a lot of women or for a lot of families. Yeah, it's really um, I
4: think, right. you know, it's, um, it's really for people to dig really deep and... For the people that have managed to get through the other side and have been able to do that, I think it's um, you know really beautiful to reflect back, and I'm sure we've all taken something really amazing from the experience, as hard as it's been. I think so. There's always that little positive, and that's what I've been trying to focus on the whole time. You know, how can we turn this into a positive or become better people because of it? And you know, digging deep and and looking for the reasons to you know to be better. Um,
0: And, you know, if we can take that one thing, I think, you know, why not? Yeah, um, it's obvious it's all forced us to go inside internally um, rather than external. So Mm. I really hope that uh, the majority of people have got something from this. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so where to from now for you?
4: Oh, look, for me, I think it's just going to be Looking, gearing up to reopen the cafe again for Christmas, and trying to do as much as we can to give people a really beautiful experience when they do finally get out of Melbourne. I think there's a lot of people that are really hanging to, you know, to get out and about. So plenty of accommodation. It's just trying to make sure that we're giving people that beautiful experience, giving people that um, that break that they really deserve, and um, yeah, just getting back to some kind of normality again.
0: Okay. Thank you so much for getting onto the show tonight. And I really respect uh, what you're doing as well in the town. Thank you so much, Michaela. Oh, thank you. You too. Take care. Talk to you soon, darling. Okay. Bye. Anna, how are you going? Hey, how are you? Good. How are you going? Now I've got Anna on the phone, 21. She's a retail owner in Melbourne. And uh, last one for the show, but you've been COVID affected. You actually had the virus, didn't you? Yeah, unfortunately. So tell me yeah, about the experience. Tell me about so, the experience. Uh, I'm sure yeah, a lot like of listeners would like to know what it's like to actually have COVID.
5: That's true. I'm lucky because I'm young and like I don't have any underlying health conditions or anything. So I just had like a runny nose and I was super paranoid already, like working retail. There's so many customers like talking like how scared they are all the time. So I was scared I and mean, then that probably didn't help Um my immune system either.
0: So, darling, <laughs> but, did, you, yeah. did you just have a runny nose or did you feel sick or what were the symptoms that you were going through?
5: Yeah, at first it was, well, basically most of the time it was just a runny nose. So I didn't go to work and I went and got tested. And I, I feel like um, waiting for the results was more daunting than actually getting them.
0: Yeah, how long were you but, waiting um, for?
5: The first, It was like 400 cases a day when I got it. So it was like a five-day wait, yeah.
0: <laughs> which was...
5: So scary, but my um, yeah, my results were negative, so we're not sure. It's probably it was probably a false negative, but then um, we think my mum got sick, so we just assumed I gave her my cold. We thought, but she still had to get tested for work, and then she came back positive, and then yeah, it turns out I had to get another test, and I was positive too.
0: All right, so what happened? So you yeah. become positive. What, what were the protocols that you go through? Can you? Because um, well, a lot of people haven't had COVID, so particularly in this town. Yeah. So, so you've had COVID. You've been tested positive. Where do you go from there? What happened?
5: Um, you get a phone call from the doctor, and then you have to like give out all your information, who you've been in contact mm-hmm. with, and everything. And then they're supposed to contact them as well. And our whole family to go in lockdown. Um, my brother and my dad didn't end up getting it, so that was good for they them. They didn't?
0: <laughs> no. Yeah.
5: Yeah, that was so really lucky. And then um, my mum stayed in her bedroom. She didn't leave that for,
0: yeah, two weeks. So they quarantined you to your own house? Yeah. Yeah, to to, to rooms, to to particularly rooms. Yeah, okay. So you quarantined (laughs) to your own rooms, right? So (laughs) separately. Yeah, Yeah, separately. (laughs) And you can't leave that room for how long, 14 days?
5: Um, For my mum, it was 14 days. For me, I, I ended up staying 19 days because I think my results got a little bit lost in the system because I went from close wow. contact to being positive.
4: Yeah.
0: So but what yeah. was it like spending that long in that room, in I those four I was walls.
5: just because I brought my hula hoop, books. I was, like, ready to, <laughs> so
4: like,
5: just, you know, spend time on me. But I ended up having, like, lots of fatigue and I just slept most of it. But it alright. I had lots of support by like everyone. It was, it was I don't know. I felt really special too. <laughs> it was nice. Like so many people messaging that you wouldn't even think would uh, message. Like everyone yeah. was so kind and dropping off like meals and stuff. It was really sweet.
0: So I'm really interested in knowing about the symptoms, though, um, because mm-hmm. you know they say some people are asymptomatic, but they're finding now that that's not true, um, and and they can't oh, and yeah. the asymptomatic can't spread it. But um, with you having a runny nose, what else development? Uh, what what else developed, um, you know, throughout those two weeks for you, like, symptom-wise? Me, yeah,
5: it was basically the runny nose the whole time. Um, and then I coughed a little bit, but it wasn't, like, anything intense. When I was waiting for my results, I had, like, really sore muscles and things, but oh, I wasn't yeah. sure if it was just getting to my head, like, trying to... I was worried about having COVID.
0: Yeah, yeah.
5: Um, my mum had it a lot worse because she was older. Sorry, mum.
0: <laughs> so what was she going she, through?
5: She had the flu and she lost her taste and smell and everything. Okay. And I think it was like a little
0: bit worse than the flu. Too. She great. Yeah. So, I mean, how did you cope with food and, and drink and, you know, go in the toilet? Um, how, how was all that dealt with as well? Oh, it
5: was amazing. My dad and brother cooked me amazing food, like for every meal. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> I was so lucky. I've never ate so well in my life. It was so good. They just um, dropped it at the door and then... <laughs> Is that what happens? So you get quarantined in
0: <laughs> your room and then they drop it at the door and then you're allowed to open the door when they're not there, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, me and
5: my mum been messaging like, "Oh, do we feel like coffee? What am I going to ask for? <laughs> we're just
0: like definitely using them as much as we could. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, the boys win the day, don't they? Um, <laughs> so so what happened at the end of that period? Do you get tested again?
5: Um, yeah, we didn't, which is surprising because I was confused on why I was isolating so long. They mm-hmm. never told me to leave the isolation. I'm like, do they forget about it? Oh, they me? don't.
0: They don't tell you. So.
5: <laughs> oh, no, they do. But because, um, I don't know, it had been 19 days and no one contacted me. Right. So I was like, unsure what to do. So I was calling people. And it was really confusing, but it turns out you don't get tested or anything. It's just, they just wait till you're not contagious anymore. It's like no symptoms and
0: stuff. All right, so they just wait until you're asymptomatic and then they think you've just dealt with it or you've become immune yeah, to it. Okay. you're only contagious for like two
5: weeks or something.
0: Yeah, all right. So they give you two weeks and that's it? They don't contact you? They just assume that yeah. you're Okay. All right, oh, interesting. They, yeah, they
5: message you and like, tell you you can go back to work and everything.
0: So what's life been like for you now? Have you felt um, any um, after effects? Um,
5: randomly my nose will just, like, run, but, like, it's about it. My mom still has fatigue and, like, she's noticed a lot of hair loss and everything. But, yeah, for me, I'm lucky.
0: Yeah. Have you gone back to work? Yeah. Yeah,
5: which was so daunting. I was so scared that everyone would be so scared to be around me and, like, I felt like a disease. But when I went there, everyone was so nice and acted so chill. It was good.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So um, no other symptoms that you're feeling, no sore bones, no, um, like a little bit of fatigue every now and then? Yeah, it's
5: pretty normal. I Yeah, but I feel like I'm lucky because I'm a lot younger.
0: Yeah. Did it feel like a cold for you?
5: Yeah, I really just thought it was, but because I was so paranoid already, I'm lucky that I got tested early.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what's um retail Melbourne like at the moment? I mean, a lot of yeah. shops have been closing, haven't they? So you, you've just come up for air in in the last few days. You are um, actually able to open. What's it been like?
5: Yeah, we've been open throughout the whole pandemic. So it's been interesting to see how it's developed with, you know, social distancing and then masks and everything. A lot of people aren't even wearing masks properly or they're not wearing them at all. I mean, it can kind of be frustrating for me knowing that, like, I went through that and everything. But it's it's pretty, it's getting normal. It feels a bit more normal now.
0: <laughs> like,
5: okay. there's no stress with everything.
0: Oh, okay. Like All right. The
5: conversations aren't so full of anxiety with everyone.
0: <laughs> yeah. And because you've had it before, how do you, how do you feel knowing that you can um, overcome it?
5: it? I feel really lucky. But, like, I definitely know that so many other people have gone through so much worse and, like, The thought that I could have spread it to someone else if I didn't go and get tested so early, like that would have made me feel like really horrible. So when I don't see people like wearing the mask and everything, it just makes me like concerned.
0: Yeah. And has it bonded you and mum having the experience together? Yeah, definitely. We go through everything together now. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, she right.
5: always does get my cold, so I guess it was bound
0: to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's amazing. All right, Anna, thank you so much for coming on our show tonight. I really appreciate thank that. You. And many blessings to Thanks your mum and, and to you. Thank you so much for being on oh, our show. Thank
2: you so much. Yeah, <laughs> appreciate
0: darling. It. Okay, speak to you soon. Thanks, Anna. bye. <laughs> Cute. Well, that's uh, Life in Lockdown. I hope you've enjoyed that uh, tonight. And we'll be back on the wellness couch with Cindy O'Meara, actually, next week. Uh, bye-bye.